before we dive into this week's episode, I just wanted to hit you out with a special announcement. So, um, I have just launched an ebook on blogging called Blog On, a starter kit for entrepreneurs. So, if uh, you've been looking for a little help with your setting up your blog and getting results and uh, you're not really sure where how to get started and you personally are an entrepreneur as many of you are then you'll definitely be really interested in this book so uh, you can find it over at gum.co slash blog on for entrepreneurs Welcome to episode 17 of People Behind the Business, a show for small businesses with small teams and huge ambition. I'm your host, Rosemary Richings. I was honored and flattered when uh, the editor and founder of Harness Magazine reached out to me and expressed an interest in being on this show. Because her publication is so close to the values of what keeps this podcast going in the first place. Uh, she runs a print and web publication dedicated to empowering women and telling stories of women from all over the world called Harness Magazine. So I got her on the show really just to have an informal conversation about what running a publication, an independent publication right now, is really like. So without further ado, I'm going to let Ashley Rector go ahead and introduce herself. I'm Ashley Rector, the founder of Harness Magazine. Um, Harness is a digital and print publication that publishes the articles, artwork, and poetry from women around the world. Uh, what kind of stuff has that involved publishing? Could you tell listeners who are on with Harness? Uh, give a few examples. Yeah, sure. So we get a ton of poetry submitted, and those range on a variety of topics from love and heartbreak, and loss. Um, we also get a ton of articles, and those could be personal diary style pieces or more educational pieces. We try to keep it very open. My mission really with Harness is to celebrate the content that women want to write about and what they're passionate writing about. So pieces that are submitted often are passion pieces, or they have to do with the line of work that the woman is in, because um, she's often very passionate about that. So how did you get started uh, setting that up? So it started roughly two years ago. We'll be coming up on a year anniversary. Super excited. And I was desperate for a space that showcased the real stories of women. I felt like traditional media was void of authentic stories. And I just wanted a space where real women could share what they were going through. And I couldn't find that on the internet at the time. And so originally, I had thought about submitting because I wanted to share some things that I was going through. And I found that you had to be a professional writer, have a portfolio. It was pretty tough to get published. So I just decided, you know, there should be a space we can write in, share what they're going through. It'll be real. It'll be raw. It might be a little bit gritty and not perfect, but... I think women bond over um, shared experiences. And so out of that idea. Yeah, that's that's a really good idea to do that. I can definitely relate to that. I found when um, I first started uh, as a professional writer, the hardest thing was like just getting that first uh, piece in. And occasionally women who have incredible sh stories to share are always so intimidated by pitching. 
I know it is crazy. And to me, we've gotten a ton of pieces from first time writers that are amazing. Um, and so really, I think we're also helping build the confidence of writers. And the same goes for photographer or artists. We don't get as much artwork. We do accept it. But some of the artwork that comes in is amazing. Um, so I'm just happy that, you know, we could be one of the first platforms to publish like first-time writers or artists. It's exciting to see those first pieces. Uh, so what do you consider to be the most important uh, thing to have when starting your own magazine, looking back on so, when you first started? Uh, when I first started, I didn't know what harm was going to be. So I think at the time, I only published digitally, which is crazy now because we're just going through launching issue three right now, just that whole process. But I think you need to be passionate about what you're doing because it's going to be a lot of long hours. Your baby, you're going to have to push it like up a long road. So you really have to be passionate, but also narrow in on your mission and like what it is you want to. In the beginning, I knew what my mission was, but I think I was unclear about if I was going to be just in the digital space or in the print space. And I there could have been more thoughtful planning through that. And so I think you really have to look at what you want the magazine to be. Is it going to be um, like a small zine? Is it going to, you know, a bigger publication? Like, what's the goal? And then I think you really need to be prepared to hustle for brand awareness because it's all about how many eyes are on your magazine, how much readership you have. Mm -hmm. So I think those are the things. And I didn't, I had an idea, but I didn't uh, at the time. And I think it would have been helpful to like be a little bit more concrete on what Harness was going to be. So um, I've noticed just from reading uh, Harness a little bit, uh, you have both versions of uh, print and web. Did it start as both? or did No. You... So it was just digital. And we would publish content actually on a bi-week basis. Now we publish every single day, but back in the day it was bi-week gather submission two weeks in like prior and then we'll publish two weeks later so we always had like a two-week lag time for new content so speaking of that uh how did you attract your first submission readers yeah so at the time i decided to create an instagram account and secure a twitter handle and basically all of you could secure at the time so i think it was instagram twitter and facebook and I started just posting and creating a buzz around Harness, what our mission was, what our plan was to do. You know, uh, maybe there would be quotes that the same vibe as Harness. And I started reaching out to strangers on different social media platforms, just like letting them know my goal and mission. And people started to follow us. So then once I had that following three months, maybe. So once I started doing that, we started to garner like a following. And I started reaching to friends and just saying, Hey, this launch is coming. Anybody that I could talk to, I was just coming. And so our first release of the website and those issues, I was lucky and had 14 release at the time. Um, and then we've been getting submissions ever since. So I really, really think that creating a social buzz around the magazine helped attract our first submit readers. Yeah, yeah, and clearly uh, that's what you continued with too, because I've noticed yeah. that's so much been a part of things. Uh, how has your process changed since uh, you first started? So it's constantly evolving, and right now we're actually redefining our editorial process. That'll be up at the beginning of 2019 because we also will be launching a new website then. But current, um, you submit through the submissions portal on the website and. 
an editor and use the piece to see if it works for harness. Um, and just make sure that, you know, it's not super um, promotional because sometimes people will submit content that basically is an advertisement um, that there are a ton of grammatical errors. Sometimes we get individuals where English isn't their first language. And so half of um, the article is like hard to read or in a different language. Um, we try to be as inclusive as possible. I mean, we're looking for passion pieces um, and more educational pieces. And so we look at the content like under those guidelines. Um, when the process changes, we'll have more steps if that makes. Okay. Um, so what typically influenced your decision to publish or not publish someone's work? So it's hard. I feel like we're very subjective. Um, but we'll read a piece and, and we'll know if there's like substance there, if that makes sense. Oftentimes we get people that will submit like four sentences for something and like clearly they just want to be published and recognized on the platform and it's not like a substantive piece. Our um, word limit is roughly 1200 words. And so we'll look to see like how long the word count is. We'll look to see like, what is the topic? Is it like a spirituality self-help article? Is it about their business? Like, what are we lacking right now for content? Uh, and so it is kind of subjective, which I guess isn't helpful for people trying to submit, <laughs> but that's why we're redefining those processes right now. But it's, it's more subjective on our end. Honestly, we try to be really inclusive. So the articles that get rejected, there has to be something really wrong with it. Uh, like what, can you elaborate on a bit on what that would be? Yeah, like I said before, so like a ton of English, it's barely in English. Um, the article's like super promotional or ad like. It's really, it's a really, really short piece and it's not a poetry. Uh, yeah. We also don't accept like, obscene or offensive content so uh you know if somebody publishes a piece that has like pornographic type stuff in it we're obviously published that those are the ones i can think of off the top of my head okay so um what's the hardest part for you of uh managing your incoming submissions along with all the different aspects as well we get so many um, so we get so many submissions on a daily basis. That's why we're redefining our process right now, that it's hard to read through all of them, decide who's accepted, um, get back to everyone because I want if they're rejected or if they're accepted, like I want them to know I don't there's nothing worse than submitting content somewhere and just not knowing like it's if you're accepted or not. Yeah. Um, and so just want to be very thoughtful with every person contributes. And so right now I would just say like judgment of all of the, the submissions that we're getting. Luckily, I have a team now of nine people. And so we have one person strictly handles incoming submissions, believe it or not. And like that email inbox. Um, and so she's like the first set of eyes on things. And then we have people who copy edit. And so I just think it's managing the sheer amount of shims that come in. Although it must help to uh, reassure the writers, too, to have other people to uh, work with as well, to have other people to bounce the ideas off and know yeah. for sure what the results are. No, I think they really appreciate it. Um, and be and we'll send back notes saying like, hey, you know, like these grammatic, we found these grammatical errors or like this sentence structure or whatever, or this lacks like substance, you elaborate more. And so I like to think that we're like helping people uh, become better writers at the same time. 
Yeah, yeah. And, and that's such an important thing, especially for the first time writers as well. Yeah. So how do you as a team typically plan out like your th- things like that? So we rarely create our own content. I mean, so I'll write and some of the other copy editors on the will write, but we basically just publish other people's work, if that makes sense. So I personally think that the themes are driven by our social. So if we're posting a lot more about spirituality or mental health, we influx of those submissions. If we're posting more about adventure, we see an influx of those submissions. And so we can um, kind of gauge like what so if I want December to be about you know, family and the holidays, etc. We post something through our newsletter or on our social, like those things will start coming in. So we actually use our social media to drive the content that we receive. And then once we get those pieces in, we look at our content calendar, which is like over a month out and we can start plugging. Uh, what what tool do you normally use? I, I, I only ask because I'm a massive stuff like cat content calendars. Yeah. So it or not, we have an entire Excel sheet that we built out ourselves. Oh, and do you put all the different like labels and colors and things like that? Yep. Oh, cool. Uh, So uh, what would you hear people that uh, are just starting their own publications are finding that overwhelming, planning out all those ideas, stuff like that? Yeah, I think that pinning a publication is very hard. And I just want listeners to know, like, I don't have a background in this at all. So this was all new to me. Um, so it can be done, but I really think that you have to sit down and decide what's most important to you, which I said before, and then take it in bite-sized pieces. So if you're going to launch a magazine, start small, right? And publish like maybe a smaller, like I think our, our first issue only 30 pages long. That's like nothing. Yeah. Um, start small, see what works. We've learned so much from issue one to now issue three. It's crazy. And just expect row bumps along the way. Plus, there are plenty of forums that you can go on. So Facebook, I actually belong to the publishing group that is really active. And you can ask people for help. So I said, like, hey, like, what subscription service do you guys use? Or, you know, who should I use as a printer? And utilize those resources. People love helping, believe it or not. So... I mean, there's a ton of resources and how you can like launch a magazine. Um, but I think you have to decide, you know, are you, do you want to be like Vogue or do you want to be like, like an indie magazine? Because it's very hard to magazine publishing. So you have to be prepared to like really grind it out to make it something. He- yeah. Especially now above all else, that's, uh, for sure, it can be hard to focus just on the print publication. Yeah. So, for sure. so speaking of that, um, I noticed you guys do a lot of advertising and partnerships. Uh, so could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So I started getting to that space this year. I like to think of the first year of Harness as like, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. <laughs> so we were <laughs> like all over the place a lot more. Um, and so we do sponsor blog posts on the Harness um, website and obviously digital. Um, and we really try to partner with brands that match our mission. And I think that's key for any blogger, web public. Like you have to, if your content feels off brand, like it's not good for the advertiser and you. And pricing for that, because everybody asks, is like all over. Yeah, yeah, because really it depends on a lot of factors. 
numbers. Yeah, it's like how many readers do you have? Like how many um, paid views do you get a month? And so it's like a shot. In the, uh, so just expect that because everyone's always like, what should I charge? And really it's like a shot in the dark. And then also uh, our print public, we also have ads in that as well. And so we do full page or half page ads. And that all of them are advertised towards um, printing, distributing our magazine. Okay, because that for sure, there's always the printing costs. Things yeah. Like that. Um, and so uh, then our subscription and our sales are like gravy on top of that. Uh, how and then you, we obviously go ahead. How do you find having a media kit helps all that? We just actually decided to media kit in like the last six months, and it's extremely helpful because people want to know like unique visitors you have on your website, how many Instagram followers you have. Um, how, how many subscribers are in your newsletter and to have that all on one page and like visually make it on brand for you is so helpful. So we can send those out to potential companies that we want to create partnerships with. And it just, it, it saves an email if that makes sense. So, uh, do you, did, did you find it challenging to create that or did, did you have to, uh, get other people to help like what's your advice for people who were thinking of creating that for their publication um so i didn't think it was hard we don't have the information that we have on there is the stuff i just listed and also anybody who's listening can go to our website and see the advertising kit um for our print issue you can feel free to model that for your own but i didn't having the information on there wasn't hard you're trying to sell your magazine or your platform so you're thinking about the statistics that are the most appealing and just put those on there and i have a graphic team who very much understands the mission of harness and so i can tell her the content and like my idea of how i want it to look and she creates it for me so you if you don't have a background in graphic design, then you'll probably have to reach out to a freelancer to help you do that because people are going to open up this document and that's going to be a selling point. So you want it to wow some, right? Like you don't want to send them this crappy. You want them to open it and be like, oh, wow, this is great. Like this looks professional. They must be professional. Mm -hmm. um, so I would recommend getting somebody to help you, like a graphic designer, create something visually appealing. Yeah, yeah, because that really helps because then you can start attracting the uh, lucrative uh, businesses to partner with as well. Yeah, for sure. So uh, what the one key takeaway for listeners that are interested in starting their own independent publication that you hope they get out of today's conversation? Um, takeaway. I think... Honestly, just be just really, and everyone says this, but it's so true. Just be like in love because you're going to be spending a lot of time on it. So don't do something because you think it's going to make a lot of money. That's not why I started Harness. I did it because I was super passionate about writing. I was passionate about the empowerment and connecting people. And so it never feels like work for me. I mean, maybe now sometimes I'm like, oh, this task sucks. But ultimately, I love and so the hours that I put feel like work. And I think that's helped it be really successful because I could be laying in bed looking up like female empowerment conference that we want to partner with. And that's fun. For me, you know what I mean? So do, do something that you really love and also do your homework because there might be another magazine out there that's doing exactly your idea. And that doesn't mean that you can't do it because it's America and it's competition. Competition drives the market. But 
think about like how how are you going to differentiate yourself from your competitors because that's important to because people will ask like that's a selling thing so just be passionate do your research and good luck (laughs) (laughs) yeah because if you're not passionate about it like this then yeah the hard bits aren't gonna you're not gonna persevere yeah (laughs) yeah Anything that you're working on slash launching at uh, Harness that you want listeners to know about, just to sum things up? Um, right now, we're accepting submissions for issue three. They're going to close October. October 5th, I believe, is our deadline. And also, our advertising closes November 9th. So if you're trying to get published and you want to give it a whirl, please submit. Um, and then be on the lookout for a new website in January of 2019 that will have a membership portal, which is super fun. Um, and yeah, just come and check us out or follow us on Instagram. It's at Harness Magazine. And then our website's www.harnessmagazine.com. All right. So thanks so much for being on the show, Ashley. Thank you. All right. Have, have a good, good rest day. of your day. Bye. Bye. Hey there, how would you feel about becoming a donor to the People Behind the Business podcast? If you loved what you heard on this week's episode, you totally can. Uh, over on patreon.com slash rosemaryrichings. There are amazing benefits such as one-on-one content creation coaching and shout-outs on future episodes to either you or your organization. So if that sounds great, once again, my Patreon is patreon.com slash rosemaryrichings. Hope you enjoyed this episode, and uh, I am going to be taking a little bit of a break while I catch up on the latest roster of guests. So uh, I highly recommend joining the podcast newsletter if you haven't already, because um, over the course of this brief break, I will be posting a digest of resources in terms of the episodes I have released so far. And that way you can get it in a neat and tidy little format so that you can refer back to it uh, the next time you need help with something relating to the topics discussed so far. So you can find that over on the show notes at rosemaryrichings.com slash podcast. And I'll see you soon on future episodes after this very brief break. And of course, hit the subscribe button on your podcast listening device if you haven't already.